listening to the Save the Marriage podcast. Your marriage can be saved and strengthened if you have the right information. Join Dr. Lee Bauckham as he explores ways for you to improve your relationship and your life, starting right now. Let me just guess that probably in the time that you have been married, you've probably done some things that hurt your spouse, that bothered your spouse. Let me take another guess that your spouse has probably done some things that have hurt you also. The reason I know that is because the only way that couldn't have been the case is if you've had no interactions at all, which by itself would have been hurtful to the connection and hurtful to each other and feeling rejecting. The problem is that whenever you live in close proximity to somebody, you're going to do something that either inadvertently or advertently causes hurt to that person. You're going to say something that causes hurt feelings, or you're going to do something that causes hurt feelings. And it may not be that you meant to do that. It may not mean that you actually intended to cause the pain or hurt. It's just the nature of it. When you're strolling around with somebody, it's likely that you're going to bump into them at some point, right? You're just, it's just the nature of it. And when you're talking to somebody all the time, you're likely to bump into them verbally. And we always do things that we uh, might be, feel misunderstood or that might be understood exactly right that cause hurt. That's just the nature of intimate relationships. Marriage being the most intimate of those relationships. So... I start out with my guess that you've probably done something that's caused some hurt and you've probably had some things done that caused hurt. And again, let me just say, I'm not assuming that that was conscious or a choice. In fact, one of the big things I hear from people is, but I didn't mean to hurt you. That doesn't lessen the hurt. So there are two pieces of the puzzle of what, what do you do when there's hurt? There's the apology part and the forgiving part. The apology part, that's when you accept responsibility for the hurt that's caused by your words or actions, whether it's intentional or not. That's when we say, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings, or I'm sorry I hurt your feelings. And we'll talk about that in just a little bit about what that looks like. And then there's the forgiving. So if apologizing is accepting responsibility for the hurt caused by words and actions, then forgiving is releasing the hurt caused by another, another person's words or actions. So let's call them your spouse's words or actions for this particular piece. Now, I want to bring up what I consider to be one of the central and crucial facts of these two pieces. They are not related. They're not connected Now, that may seem counterintuitive, but let me explain why I say that. It is possible that you could apologize until you are blue in the face and exhausted your hand from writing out everything that you want to apologize for, and the other person choose not to forgive. You can also decide to forgive somebody even if they never ask for an apology. So they are independent pieces. It's possible that there is a chain of connection between them, but they are independent pieces. That is a crucial understanding for how you move through the difficult times in a relationship. Let me talk a little bit about why I mean that. A lot of times people are waiting for an apology that's not coming. And so they feel trapped by the fact that they keep having to wait for the other person to apologize. They don't. They can choose to, apo- to forgive without an apology from the other person. 
We have so many misconceptions about this. In my uh, experience as both a coach and a therapist, what I've realized is that the role of forgiving is one of the most crucial parts for people to get unstuck that they can master. And it's something that each person can master. I'll take one step further that apologizing is one place of extreme responsibility by saying, I was responsible for that. I note it. I know it. And I apologize. So one of the things that I have done as a coach with pe- couples who are in trouble is work on an apology letter. I mentioned this apology letter in my Down and Dirty Guide and, and talk a little bit about what to do with that apology letter. And I go in depth on how you create that apology letter uh, when I work with uh, VIP folks because it's such an important piece. So at a base level, an apology lever level is not a request for the spouse to do the apology letter. Let me say why I say that. Many times I have people say, I'm trying to get my spouse to do the apology letter. I'm waiting for that so that I can forgive them. And my response is, don't do that. An apology letter is for you the person who is ready to step up and take responsibility and move this forward. It's for you to give to a spouse so that your spouse might be able to see a better road to forgiveness. Now, I want you to, again, again, remember, they're not connected. You might do a beautiful, lovely apology letter and get no response from your spouse. That doesn't mean it failed. Because one of the things that happens when we apologize is we step up and say, I am responsible for this. Now, let me be very clear. An apology letter is not saying, I'm responsible for everything that's ever happened in our relationship. It's all on me. I take it on. That's not what we're looking for. An apology letter that's well-crafted looks for the places where you are responsible for your side, your actions and inactions that have created the circumstances. You've co-created where your relationship is with your spouse. That co-creation, you're only covering your part. So let me be very clear that an apology letter is not a mea culpa, I'll fall on the sword and take it all on myself. It is a chance to say, I now see from where I am now, where I fell short. That's the power of an apology letter, of being able to yourself to say, I fell short on that. So the the first thing to understand is that when we're working on that apology letter, it is not just to get a, a new beginning. It is that. That's what you're trying to create is a base level to work from. But it's not just about getting uh, forgiveness from a spouse. It's also about being able to say, yep, that was me. I'm responsible for that. And I apologize. An apology letter is never something you request from the other person. You can always, and this is the, the reason you don't have to request it from the other person, You can always forgive the other person even if they don't apologize. And I'll talk about that in just a minute. You can forgive without, but you might notice that at some point a spouse decides to do that. That's great. So I'm not saying that if they offer an apology, you have to shove it aside. You can accept that because you're already working on forgiving. 
So the formula that I do provide for the VIP virtual coaching, and the reason I do it there is because it does require some feedback. Sometimes it requires somebody to say, hey, can you look at this apology letter, which is part of what we do in the VIP program. I'm always willing to give feedback on that as part of that process. But there are some important parts that I want to point out, uh, even if you're not in that program. The first thing is that I am sorry is much more powerful than saying, I apologize. Now, it doesn't mean that you can't say, I apologize, but I want you to notice if someone comes to you and says, well, I just want you to know that I apologize for what I did. That sounds um, not really from the gut, right? Not really from the heart. It, it feels like an intellectual piece. When you walk up to somebody and say, hey, you know what? I said something last week to you and it hurt your feelings. I'm sorry for that. Can you feel a difference? I apologize for doing that. It's different than saying, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's a shorter. It's more direct. It claims what you're really saying. So you can include at certain times, I apologize for this, but make sure you include, you must include, I'm sorry. Now let me tell you what you should never include. If I. If I. Because that's, that's kind of the politics of the world right now. You know, people will say, you know, I'm sorry if I said something that offended you, which basically is saying, you know, if you took that on, that's your problem, right? If I said something that offended you, or I'm sorry if you took that wrong. So many times we pull the punch on these apologies. We pull the punch on being able to really step into the apology because we make it an if. That's a conditional word. Apologies are not about conditional. They are unconditional apologies. I'm sorry that I. So sometimes I suggest that people go through and every time they say I apologize, they change it to I'm sorry. They don't have to do that every single time, but many of the times. And every time they said if, they need to change it to that. I'm sorry that I hurt your feelings when I said that. Now you can say that was not my intention, but I understand that I did it. Notice that you don't say that was, my, that was not my intention. You must have taken it wrong. You're still wanting to make sure that you're taking full responsibility on for those pieces where you know for yourself you fell short, where you know maybe you didn't intentionally do it, but you know that there was hurt caused. You want to claim that and take that on and make sure the other person recognizes that you now see it. You see, that's the apology letter power for the other person to know not to wonder, but to know that you have taken it seriously, that you recognize your role in the hurt, that you're willing to work towards something else. Make sure you don't weaken your apology by saying things like, I apologize if I said something that offended you. I apologize if I did something that offended you. You name what you said, you name what you did, and you claim it, and you say, I'm sorry for that. I'm sorry that I hurt your feelings last week when I said X, Y, and Z. I'm sorry that I hurt you last week when I did X, Y, and Z. I'm sorry when I did that a decade ago, right? We need to look back. And this apology letter that I talk about is an inventory of the themes and times that you caused hurt in the marriage. Maybe it was your actions, maybe it was your inactions, but it was claiming that. And so a much more powerful way to say it is, I hurt you. And you name when that was and what you did. I apologize. I'm sorry. I did not mean to do that can be a part of it. But even that kind of weakens it. 
to be able to claim it, the responsibility is important. So I hurt you. I'm sorry. Think of that as the powerful apology. So many times we weaken our, you know, I've read many times when people would say, um, right now I want to apologize for. Now I want you to notice that. Just, just kind of notice what you're, you're saying. I want to apologize for that is different than I'm sorry for that. I apologize for that, right? And so sometimes our words allow us to weaken the apology, even if we don't mean to. We weaken it because we use these weak words, which brings us to another piece. You have to be careful with explanations. The reason is because explanations can sound a whole lot like excuses. In fact, in my experience, the difference between an explanation and an excuse is the difference between whether you're saying it or hearing it. You'll feel like you are just simply explaining why you did something. Your spouse will hear you giving an excuse. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't give some explanation. You don't have to say, I'm sorry I hurt you when, and you just fill in the blank in one sentence and you're done. You can say, I've realized that over the years I have not worked on our connection. I have not attended to it. I've not given the time necessary. I know that hurt you. I'm sorry. Okay, so you are describing what you're apologizing for. But you're not going to then add, I was working so hard to make sure that I was doing X, Y, and Z for the family. That's why I did that. So you're going to explain what you're apologizing for, but not explaining why to try to wipe that away. In other words, describe what the apology is about. Don't explain why you were doing it. There are times when you might add a couple of other pieces to that, but for the most part, you want to be very cautious with explanations. I never want to give blanket statements where it's 100%, but pretty much you want to avoid those explanations because they will be heard as excuses. So remember, as you're going through it, you want to make sure you're saying, I'm sorry, when as much as you can to say, I'm sorry, to avoid saying, if I, and to use kind of the basic formula of, I hurt you, And I'm sorry. Be very careful of the explanations. Notice that the explanation easily becomes an excuse to the other person. Which now brings us to forgiving. Understand that forgiveness is always a choice. Always a choice you can move towards. In fact, this is such an important concept that I actually wrote a book about that. My book, The Forgive Process, is actually coming out in October uh, of 2018, so just around the corner from now. In fact, the ebook will be available sometime this summer uh, on all the different major platforms, but it's such an important part for one central reason. We often anchor ourselves to past hurts that keep us from moving forward. Just kind of think about that. Something happens, you tie a rope around that rock of what happened, and you keep trying to move forward. And over time, it gets pretty heavy. It gets pretty tough to move forward because you're dragging that along, and it doesn't come along very easily. And not only that, but every time there's another hurt, you you lasso another rope around that and add that to your pile to pull along. And you keep saying, oh, we just need to move forward, but you can't release what happened in the past. Forgiveness is about releasing what happened in the past. It's not forgetting it. In fact, that's one of those myths that we somehow have to forget it. It's not that. Here's what happens. If you don't forgive, you will stay focused on the hurt, not the potential. And when you do that, you decide that you're going to exact a cost on the other person. 
oh, you hurt me. Let me tell you what I'm going to do. We always do a little payback. As long as we're holding on to that, we will do payback. It may be subconscious. It may be out of our awareness, but we're always doing a payback for the people that hurt us because we think we uh, have to somehow even it out. The other thing that often happens if you don't forgive is you stay reactive. Every time something comes up, you respond back, you react back to that past event. Some word or action hurts you, you revert right back to that old event. You move back to that old place and you move back to that old hurt, which actually perpetuates the disconnection. Nothing changes. The connection process doesn't get changed. We stay stuck in the disconnection. And as long as we're staying stuck in the disconnection, we can't work forward to find a different connection. So a couple of things about forgiving. First, I'm going to give you, uh, in just a minute, I'm going to give you a reference to a place where you can learn more about how to forgive. That's part of my podcast. But the second thing I want to make sure you know is you don't have to announce that you're forgiving to the person you've forgiven. In fact, if you want to infuriate someone, walk up to them and say, hey, I just want to let you know I forgave you for what you did. They may not even be aware of what that hurt was about. More than that, it feels uh, kind of presumptive for somebody to say that. It doesn't mean you can't do it. You just don't have to announce it. Many times when people announce it, what they're trying to do is get the other person to fess up, get the other person to then kind of retroactively apologize or to get the advantage by saying, look at me. Look at what I'm doing here. I'm doing so much more than you because I'm going to forgive you, even though you didn't ask. So don't, there's no need. Don't announce to the other person that you have forgiven them unless they have asked for your forgiveness. If they ask for your forgiveness, absolutely say, oh, I forgive you. But if they're not asking, don't announce it, just do it. So how do you find out how to forgive? Because there's a whole process involved. It's a six-step process, but you can find more about that by going to my Thrivology podcast. In fact, here's where you go, thrivology.com slash forgive. Thrivology.com slash forgive. Thrivology is spelled T-H-R-I-V-E, so thrive, and then ology, O-L-O-G-Y.com, thrivology.com slash forgive. And that will put you on a webpage that gives you uh, some reasons why you should forgive. And there's a link towards the bottom on a process to forgive. No cost for that training. It's all available for you. That's ready to go. Now, let's say that you also realize that you need a little bit more help with your apology letter. You know you need to do that, but you're not sure what to do. First of all, you want to make sure you have my Save the Marriage system. The reason you need the system is because that will help you understand what it is that you need to apologize for. It helps you understand where things broke down. So savethemarriage.com, savethemarriage.com will get you to the Save the Marriage system. You can grab that. Save the Marriage is a great beginning point. But if you go, you know what, I'm going to need more help for that. While you're getting the Save the Marriage system, go ahead and sign up for the free week of the VIP training where you have access to the training on how to do the apology letter. It's a free week. You can only get it when you're grabbing the system. That doesn't mean you can't join later, but you can only get the free week when you're buying the system. If you've already got my system and you still need help with that apology letter, 
then you can go to uh, savethemarriage.com slash VIP, savethemarriage.com slash VIP, and decide whether you want to join that and begin to work on your apology letter. My biggest suggestion for you, A, make sure you do that apology, and B, make sure you do the forgiving. This is Lee Balkum wishing you the best as you work to save your marriage. You've been listening to Save the Marriage Podcast. For more information and help, please visit us at savethemarriage.com. Thank you.